Hello, I'm John Steele of Cafe Direct, and this is the Building Better Business podcast, a podcast that examines how business can and needs to be more than just making money. Unraveling how we create new business models to better serve our communities and the environment. This really is the future of how we'll do business and how we can all play a part. To celebrate the launch of our new podcast, the first 50 subscribers who review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or followers on Spotify will receive a £10 voucher to spend on delicious speciality coffee from Cafe Direct's London Fields Roastery. Just send photos of your subscription and review to podcast at cafedirect.co.uk by midnight on the 21st of November 2021. In this enlightening episode, we uncover what sustainable banking is and the huge potential our money can make to create positive change. I'm speaking with Bevis Watts, CEO of Triodos Bank. Triodos have a tremendous reputation for investing in sustainable projects that benefit both people and planet. They work side by side with social enterprises and companies who are looking to invest in a brighter purpose-driven future, and Cafe Direct is one of them. It's clear that banking needs to play a different role in society if we're going to rectify our current climate crisis. Investments need to be based on their societal and environmental value rather than just financial returns. Here, Bevis explain why dramatic action needs to take place now and why those businesses that don't will be left behind. Bevis, you've been dubbed by some media as the first environmentalist to run a UK bank. You've been at the helm of Triodos now for about five years, I think. Tell us a little bit about Triodos. Triodos was founded in the Netherlands in 1980 and has operated in the UK for over 25 years now. And we're a sustainable bank, which means essentially we take the responsibility to use our customers' money in their long-term interests very seriously. So we only finance things that can demonstrate positive environmental, cultural and social impact and try to do so consciously using money without compromising the sort of sustainable future for generations to come as well. If we say that's what we're going to do, then we have to be completely transparent. So we publish every loan and investment that we make. So the customers can be the judge of whether we get claim as to how we want to use their money right. You know, they can be the final assessor of that. We've been a long-standing customer and partner of Triodos. And certainly to me, in my time with Cafe Direct, it's not felt like a traditional banking relationship. It's felt like a, a partnership with shared values. I think that is demonstrated by both of our commitments to the B Corps movement. I think you became a B Corps much earlier than us. And what does that mean to Triodos being a B Corp? A B Corp's important to, to us on a number of levels, really. I mean, like Cafe Direct, Triodos tries to be a reference point for change and, and really show you can do business in a in a different way. And we try to do it within the banking sector. And so we have a different banking model. But we try in every sinew of the business to operate to the highest levels of environmental and social responsibility. So we've never had a corporate social responsibility team. You know, I actually wrote an article, I think, 13, 14 years ago myself saying CS as a concept was dead you know the idea that you have sort of some fundraising for a charity or some volunteering initiatives whilst your core business is undermining everything those efforts uh, are, are trying to achieve is, is pointless so it has to be every single decision in your supply chain how you look after your staff with inclusivity and you know everything at the heart of what you do is how you should operate and so b corp is 
I think that the world's leading measurement and labeling of a holistic approach to business that is sustainable in that concept that's both social and environmental. And we were at first involved and became accredited in 2016, the first pan-European bank to get that status. And I think, you know, it's, it's not just about getting a label, it's then about continuous improvement through that. So I think our B Corp score is 137 roughly. And uh, wow. that puts us in the top the top 10% of businesses worldwide in, in that holistic measure of sustainability that is not just your carbon footprint from our point of view the b core movement is also it's a great collaboration of like-minded businesses but it's great to see where you're doing brilliantly and where you need to adapt as well but um no fantastic yeah yeah the other reason john b corp's really exciting for us is you know, we, at the early days of the bank, we were lending to the likes of Cafe Direct, which are the, the sort of, you know, the pioneers, businesses with the deepest uh, sense of responsibility at their core and in their DNA. But we live in a world now where lots of people are waking up to the issues we've both worked on for a long time. And B Corp provides a way that you can lend money to people and then measure their progress over time and invite people that are interested in that journey to more sustainable and social consciousness to, to be part of banking with us. It's a really exciting movement and it's great to see it flourish from the early days when you joined to, you know, five years on in the UK where now it's it's really got great momentum. The other thing, I mean, you know, Cafe Direct has been committed to sustainability in quite a large way for 30 years, but we also were a pioneer of the fair trade movement. What does certification mean from a banking perspective? Certification is something we use in a number of sectors, whether that's, you know, organic farming, green tourism, fair trade. I mean, I think we've always view fair trade in the way Cafe Direct has, which is that it's about the communities and suppliers and about sharing value and prosperity. It's not just about minimum uh, pricing. So that's kind of the the ethos we've always worked with and, and are committed to. But beyond those you know, labelling and certification, we always look a bit more deeply as well. It's the first guide, but then uh, we're also interested in, say, if we were financing an organic farm, you know, what kind of labour are they using and ensuring they're paying sort of the living wage or, you know, minimum wage as an absolute minimum and so on. So, yeah. There's much more to it, isn't there, really? A couple of questions, because, you know, Trios is a bank. I mean, from a from a business point of view, I don't know, if, if, you're, if you're a social enterprise looking to raise capital, you know, what advice would you give them in terms of the role a bank can play and, you know, choosing the right bank? Crikey, I felt very proud when you said that the relationship with us feels like one of shared values and shared purpose. And that's what we aspire to, really, is we're not just a bank that's focused on our own growth for growth's sake. We're, we're for really focused on impact and the mission we set out on. So we want to support organisations um, in doing that. And I think... Um, We've also worked with a number of organizations through difficult times because the most important thing is that shared purpose and what it is we're trying to do together. It's not just a case of, you know, whether the income on the loan is at risk and, and therefore seeking to realize security and, you know, wind up a business or whatever. So mm. um, so I think hopefully anybody's setting out to set up a pioneering business or grow a current um, sustainable or social enterprise should think about their partners being aligned both in trying to really deliver and secure their mission and purpose but also i think think about their wider impacts i mean interestingly when we talked about b corp earlier your banking partner actually has a significant score attached to it in the b corp process so uh, so think about it from both of those aspects would be my advice certainly as a customer over the years it's been a, a fantastic relationship and i think um most recently with the pandemic the way triados chose to work with us was 
you know, probably the most appropriate way you can work through a global crisis that we've been facing into. So no, it's, it, it's a, it was a real kind of, in a way, it's a real test of the values of two organisations. But um, from, from our perspective, it was uh, really important to have the right kind of business providing banking facilities and standing alongside us. Well, good to hear. Thank you for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other thing I was going to ask you, so, you know, that, that's a little bit about um, businesses and, and banking, but also we've talked uh, at length over the years about consumers having more and more power. And as consumers recognize and realize the difference between brands and businesses and can make positive choice to improve the environment and society, clearly also consumers can do that through retail banking, but also the way that they invest their hard-earned money. How does Triodos help to do that in a way that other banks might not do? Well, I mean, I entirely agree with the, the premise that individual action and individual choice is, is one of the most greatest forces we have. And big corporates and big banks, as we all know, are very sophisticated beasts. And if they see people leaving and migrating to different product options or whatever, they will notice that. And uh, perhaps that might prompt um, behavioral change and so on. Whether it's you know with Triodos or any bank or, or any choice of financial product, whether that's your pensions and so on, it's one of the biggest impacts you can have. So you might be really committed to you know buying organic and fair trade when you're food shopping you might switch to a renewable energy provider at home and so on but but actually if if your pension or your savings or your current account are being used in a way that undermines that it, it can have a much greater impact and there's a campaign called make my money matter which is particularly focused on pensions but they've recently shown that it can have 21 times the impact of switching your pension in what it's financing and then the the economic change that brings about in pushing large corporates and and so on to change their behavior than than actually some of the individual choices we do make wow you really can make your money matter as as the the campaign says and um the other thing that i'm very interested in i mean cafe direct employs you know 30 people but we impact on many hundreds of thousands of smallholder farmers lives but i mean triodos employs many more people and i just interested to hear how you align those people behind the mission of of Triodos? We do. We we employ around 250 people in the UK now and about 1,600 Europe-wide because we operate in five different European countries and and globally as well through an investment management business. But, uh, I mean, firstly, we, we, we do pay a lot of attention to who we recruit. And if I'm involved in interviewing somebody and they say, oh, well, I, you know, I do my weekly recycling or whatever, then I tend to lose interest because that's the kind of bare minimum thing we should all be doing. But if somebody is volunteering with a charity or, you know, uh, involved in their local community and supporting others or uh, things like that. So we do try to recruit people who have that, that strong sense of interest. But also, you know, we work in an industry where we, we do also have to recruit people with generic banking experience and skills who, who are on a journey themselves. So I think it's really important we're not judgmental or, you know, seeing right and wrong in this. I think we try to support people on that journey. So we have leadership programs and development programs that allow people to explore their own personal motivations and what impact they would like to have on the world through their job at the bank. Certainly the the pandemic has brought some of these things to life, hasn't it, in terms of people's well-being and balancing work and home life and other aspects of, of yeah, of well-being. Yeah. Yeah, I think that probably helps organisations like ours be seen as a a real beacon for kind of modernising and changing the role of work. Um, I think we're also seeing a real shift in, in 
the millennial generation wanting that sense of purpose and that sense of satisfaction and pride in what it is they do, not just a paycheck. And um, that's quite exciting in itself because that that will drive change in organisations as those people progress in those careers and and start to lead them themselves. Yeah, because I I remember when I first started work over 30 years ago, there was a lot of discussion about you know how you get rewarded in work and how different aspects of work beyond money matter hugely but it really does feel doesn't it in 2021 that everybody's looking for that purpose and that meaning and recognizing that that's a much more fulfilling um way of way of living so no it's it is i think it's exciting times i think people are realizing the difference we can also live in our bubbles, can't we? I, I think uh, Brexit and other things have also woken us all up to the fact we can live in our bubbles. But but I, I am more optimistic because I think also, you know, the media, there's a sea change in the level of coverage, the kind of issues that Cafe Direct and, uh, and ourselves have worked on for many years. So um, so I do share your optimism that we're at ti- a time of real change. But you're right, I'm an optimist, so we'll see how we get on. But we'll keep, we'll keep doing that. One of the things that is, I think, fabulous about Triodos alongside Cafe Direct, and we're, we're here because of, you know, 30 years of Cafe Direct, we want to pause and think about, you know, what makes good business and then look, look forward. But, I mean, I think Cafe Direct has pioneered and it's challenged. It's really tried to shake up the, the markets in which it operate. Triodos has been the same, and there's a degree of kind of radical thinking to that. And entrepreneurship just try to bring to life how that has felt um from your perspective well crikey you, you spawn all sorts of thoughts in my <laughs> mind with that one um it's not easy to be real pioneers and and to be bold in 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 sort of staring at the backs of the people who think they're stood outside of the box as somebody once put it to me because um you do put yourself at a place where people might be dismissive or say oh yes well but that's not scalable is something somebody in one of the a board member of one of the big four banks once said to me and you know triados was started by four people just four people who who had a vision for banking needing to play a different role in society and the current sort of financial system and the economic paradigm really going to lead us only to one place and it wasn't a good one and we're now a bank you know that has an 18 billion euro balance sheet and three quarters of million customers across five european countries so so to say that it isn't scalable is is a bit uh, cheeky and i suppose from my point of view i find it particularly interesting from one of the banks that had to be bailed out by the government and uh, has been found wanting on mis-selling and you know rate rate uh, fixing and, and and all sorts of things so i think we found out it is it is scalable and perhaps um you know that the, some of the challenges we get as pioneers and and other people have had in the past in you know challenge within their sectors which i'm sure you've had you know is perhaps a sign that they feel slightly threatened and uncomfortable by the change we promote. It does feel like the tone of voice has changed, hasn't it? And certainly I can think back to sort of seven, eight, ten years ago where corporations that were very much about single shareholder primacy and cared only about making money were very able to be dismissive about alternative models that would never scale and never be successful. And I think now, as you so eloquently described, that dynamics change, which is really quite important and exciting for the continued journey that we need to be on. I genuinely believe, John, I think if you look at all of the things that will have to change, if you just take climate change, and that's only one problem we face as a society, but governments will have to react so much quicker. And we've seen it actually with air pollution. When that becomes a major public health issue, governments suddenly bring forward diesel car bans and you're going to see such dramatic action on climate change that has to come. 
that the businesses of the future that will be successful will be those that have the highest level of environmental and social consciousness. I see it as a, a risk management issue for all businesses now, not a nice to do, not an optional thing. This, this is it. The new red lines are being drawn. And to your point, I think the intensity from a time perspective means the scale of change will be quite remarkable. And I think you're right, if, if people aren't already there or able to be agile and adapt, you know, the, the rules of the game are going to have to change so rapidly that it will leave some legacy businesses all over the place. And it's no, they're interesting times indeed. Over your career, you spent a lot of time in, in sustainability and working for some fabulous organisations such as RAP. What led you to come into banking? after achieving so much in different aspects of sustainability. In my days working for RAP, the Waste and Resources Action Programme, I set up the Financial Mechanisms Programme. So I was trying to bring private sector investment into a embryonic and growing recycling industry in the UK. And in those days, I came across somebody from one of the UK's biggest banks who was reluctant to really think about recycling investment, partly for vested interests, because they had very big clients in the traditional waste management industry. And also they said at the end of the day, the return on investment on a landfill site is better the faster you fill it. And so for me, this was a mind expanding moment where here was me at a grassroots level trying to lever in money to pioneering recycling businesses and, and projects. And, and I just thought, wow, there's these major systemic issues that people think it's a good thing to make money out of filling holes in the ground. So, so I suppose that's where the interest was born out. And I, um, I knew Triodos in those days as a different kind of bank and a more enlightened one. And I'd introduced some clients to them, you know, nearly, nearly 20 years ago now. And so, um, so after I'd done a period of some voluntary work overseas, I was approached to come and work for the bank for the first time and, and the rest is history so so i'm an accidental banker <laughs> it's really important to hear why people do stuff isn't it because it, it brings to life the genuine authentic purpose behind what we do i remember when i first joined cafe direct i i remember meeting some amazing people and at the time they were questioning whether that what they were doing was right and you know because it's very difficult and challenging to build a you know, triple bottom line business against you know very powerful commercial competitors, and I think as they've been looking for the role I took on, that they'd sort of been people have been saying, "Well, your model doesn't work." I just felt that that was not true. I, I felt that if people wanted to run their business to improve the life of smallholder farmers and to you know mitigate climate change. That's up to them, and that's a very um, brave and appropriate thing to do. It, and for somebody else, in the way that you described earlier, to say, well, that's not going to work, or that's not scalable, it's not helpful because, you know, we do need to change things and we need people prepared to do that. And if it's not us and it's not now, who the heck is it, sort of thing, isn't it? So, yeah. Anyway, Whew, little rant there. I wonder if I could ask a little bit about the banking sector has been through a lot from 2008 onwards. As you say, a lot of change required. How do you see the future of the banking sector and Trios's role within that? We have seen a lot of change since 2008, but it kind of hasn't been as radical as I had hoped. I worked in banking for Trios for the first time in 2008. That's when I started. And I, I think we initially saw a phase that was kind of, how do we stop the contagion of the financial crisis and, and just stabilize it? We then went into a phase of, how do we stop this happening again? And it's taken sort of 10 years it took to get all of the relevant regulation in place to sort of make sure banking couldn't collapse in the same way. And then we excitingly started to emerge into a new era, which was 
well, actually, now we've stopped that happening again. Does this system really serve us? Does, where, where, does this really work? And what role does it play in climate change? And what climate risks are there actually on the balance sheets of banks that, that might destabilize the whole system again? So, so we're in a really exciting phase where that's being debated and so on. But, you know, we, we're also in an era where a lot of banks are sort of um, talking the talk and we're seeing a lot of greenwash and there's a lot of talk of shift but still increasing their fossil fuel investments and, uh, and and so on. So I think, you know, we will move into an era where banks will have net zero targets. I think we will have to move into an era where that becomes mandatory and banks should be regulated for net zero targets. But beyond that, and, and I think this is where our role comes in, in an era of greenwashing and where people will be myopic on carbon and climate risks and so on. Our role is to continue to advocate that, that banks should play a much broader role because you can have a lot of unintended consequences getting to net zero and have a lot of people that are left behind in this transition and so on. So we think banks should have a sort of requirement to report all of their impacts against the sustainable development goals and take a much more holistic view of whether they're using their customers' money in their long-term interest. So I guess our role, we do have aspirations to continue to grow because the, the more we're growing, the bigger we are a part of that conversation and, and a real challenge in the banking sector. But growth for growth's sake won't be uh, what we're about. As one of my shareholders said to me very wisely, I think, on my first week in the job, they said, um, stay small as you grow, which beautifully, I think, sums up <laughs> keeping hold of the DNA of the bank and, and being a real genuine reference point for change. So we'll continue to push those boundaries and, and call for a much more responsible banking sector in a broader sense. Very exciting. We haven't really touched on, you know, Cafe Direct and fair trade. I'd like to say how proud we've been to be part of Cafe Direct's history because um, you know it is the genuinely pioneering organisation and one we often roll out in in case studies of kind of organisations that that we see that, you know leading that change and so on. I, I think we have huge pride in that, but I, I do see like you that we're both part of a movement, a movement for change. Uh, and I think you'd probably share my sentiments that we want to invite more organisations wherever they are on that spectrum to to come and join that movement and be part of the the conversation of change with us because as you said earlier if, it, if it's not us now then who is it when it's so important as for, for us all to be listening and learning and and moving forward no matter as you say where you are on the, the spectrum as a business but you need to be really thinking about how to accelerate change and make it profound and authentic and your words about cafe director very kind i think um a little bit like in banking there's a lot of coffee businesses going oh we do direct we do this we're you know the right kind of business and so on and we do need people to move forward, but we still need to make sure that the world doesn't get fog bound through greenwashing. If I try and think about how we are different, I mean, there's lots of authentic points, but I, it always delights me when I find myself at a university or a school talking about the business model and you know, the way we, we've got a different system of doing business. And you know the fact that people do actually have that on curriculums. And I get students from different universities you know, contacting me to want to um, interview me about the Cafe Direct model. And it, like Triodos, they are mission-led organisations that have got a genuine purpose and that are structured and governed in keeping with that. So, you know, it is what it says on the can, isn't it? I mean, there's no there's no sort of greenwashing. It, um, you can dig deeper and you'll find the articles of association to be genuine, the involvement in our case of, you know, farmers on the board of directors and owning part of the company. It's really important that... Uh, we keep pioneering and keep challenging and changing. Mm. So. Yeah, I think Cafe Direct yeah. is a real exemplar 
at that holistic integration of environmental and social considerations. And all, all of the environmental external crises we face, you know, cl climate change, biodiversity loss, global health pandemics, and so on. Uh, fundamentally, we're only ever going to address all of those if we also find a different way with connecting with one another and have a much more uh, caring and sharing society where we are sharing in prosperity. The, the two things are linked. And I think Cafe Direct's business model and, and governance and so on has been an, a pioneering exemplar in showing how that can be done. And I think now we need to be prouder and shine a light on it much more than ever before, because I think we, we should be proud about sticking to the principles that the business was founded on 30 years ago. And I think you're spot on with that. I think um, if you go back to 2004, when Triodos worked with Cafe Direct to do probably one of the most pioneering pieces of crowdfunding in that in the open offer that raised £5 million. Pounds. I mean, that was crowdfunding before Crowdcube, and that was a really genuine multi-stakeholder collaboration, wasn't it? Bringing in the people who drink coffee, uh, bringing in the farmers, and bringing in a, a, all of the actors around the table to own part of a business that was genuinely about a mission rather than just making money. If you look back at the open offer document that Triodos and Cafe Direct built together, really quite, quite profound and advanced. So uh, there's been quite a lot on the journey. Excellent to talk to Bevis there. It really is remarkable what Triodos Bank is doing, using our money to do some great things. In next week's episode, we have Pauline Tiffin, who has worked actively to make trade fair for more than 30 years. Pauline led the work on setting up both Cafe Direct and Divine Chocolate. You can also hear from Pauline at our Building Better Business panel discussion on the 7th of October, streamed live. She's joined with other change leaders on a panel that will explore how business can shift the agenda for both society and the environment. Register now to access the live stream at cafedirect.co.uk forward slash live. Join us next time. Thank you for listening. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not.